few weeks ago, we had a board game night yeah. at which Kaveh Teherian came and visited, and the subject of Cats, the movie, came up. Ugh. And uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen such a visceral negative reaction to it's a movie. wrong. It's just wrong as a thing <laughs> that has not had not at the time come out. It's yet. a mistake. So uh, I, in that moment, <laughs> decided I was going to make sure not only that this man saw this movie, <laughs> but uh, I, I was going to watch it happen. But I did not at the time realize it wasn't just an aversion to cats that this, my childhood friend, Kaveh Derry. It's, it's called a trauma, Lindsay, my, right? My old schoolmate, Kaveh Derry, had uh, against against cats. It was against the entire concept of musicals. It's, it's, it's not my jam. It's, it's not my favorite thing in the world. And to be clear, I've tried, Right. I just want this to be on the record. I tried. I, I consider myself a man of culture, a man of understanding. <laughs> and yet I cannot deal with musicals. I just, I can't. It just gives me anxiety. I get angry. It's too long. I'm like an 80-year-old man. I'm sorry. It's just where I'm at right now. So what about musicals do you find so um, unappealing? Every, everything is like at a 10. Uh, and this is, again, I should be clear, about the limited musical experience that I have had. This is Lindsay's favorite fact is that I, I the only musical I saw until like two years ago was Cats back in its. Was it the original run in New York? Yeah, in the 90s? yeah. If yeah you saw I it saw it at the Winter Garden. You saw it yes, on Broadway. I saw it in the Winter Garden. It was this really odd event where my whole family, my mom and my dad and my sister and I all went like to New York to go see Cats. Literally the only time this ever happened in like our entire lives <laughs> that we did something as a family unit. None of us could figure out why we were there. <laughs> In fact, I should, I should go ask and see whose idea this was. My dad fell asleep like within the first 15 minutes of it. Like, not like sleeping a little, like snoring like loud. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember which musical number that? Oh, no, I don't remember any of it. Was them. it around Buster for Jones? I literally have no clue. I think I was maybe like, I must have been like nine. Mm-hmm. Eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there. So I don't remember any of the songs. I don't remember any of it. I remember my dad falling asleep. My sister and I still laugh about this. Here's the other thing I really remember about Cats was uh, at the intermission, the guy, one of the guys, he was a big dude. I don't know what character was the big dude, but he was meditating on stage. So like you could sort of walk up to the stage and see him. And he was doing the sort of the Buddhist sort of, you know, crossing your leg or uh, what do you sit like the on the ground with like your hands on you know what I'm talking about whatever that pose is called yeah I do I, I the regular like meditation like pose I'm you know with like your fingers sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah like I this. know about other cultures yeah and he was just doing it and he was like hardcore I don't know, he was probably doing like transcendental meditation or something and Are I you talking about the dude who played old, old Deuteronomy I, again no idea I just he was a cat and he was a big man <laughs> and he was meditating for some reason and I remember even at nine being like. Hey, like trying to look at him and like trying to talk to him a little bit, be like, oh, hey. And then like the guy that was like the the uh, the guard, not the guard or whatever, the security guard was like, he's meditating. He can't be disturbed right now. And I was like, then why is he sitting on the stage in front of everybody? Like, why would you taunt people like that? Like, I wanted to see the guy in the costume. And then we went back and watched the rest of it. And then fun this story. This is during intermission? This is during intermission. What yeah. The- yeah. And then my parents got divorced. Not at <laughs> Cats, but shortly after. So I still think... <laughs> I'm pretty sure 
that cats directly led to my parents getting divorced. And so I didn't see another musical until literally, what, two years ago? And I saw, what was the puppet one? Oh, yeah, Avenue Q. Avenue Q, yes. Which Sarah, my girlfriend, who, by the way, is like the mus- the, the biggest musical stan. Is that what you kids say? Yeah, that's what the we kids, kids say. say. Yeah. So, in effect, uh, I started a podcast to bully one of my friends into seeing cats. <laughs> Why? Former friends, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you agree to this? <laughs> well, <laughs> the, it, Sarah loves musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to make her laugh. This may or may not be a good thing, but the idea that I would do a podcast about musicals and be forced to see them, I thought would make her laugh so hard that I was like, I kind of have to do it. Like, I don't really, it's like the, the forces of the universe are pushing me in this direction. Mm-hmm. And then I, I also thought it'd be funny. Yeah. I just thought it would be a good thing. And you know, I like talking to you. It's goofy and fun. It's, you know, it's an experience. Yeah. Who knows? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're a man of culture. Yeah. I'm a man of culture. <laughs> and plus, you know, may, maybe by the end of this, this is like a, yeah. a mystery box that we're unblocking right now. Like, you're will gonna, I figure out if I like musicals ever? You're, you're, we're, we're going to just, Exposure therapy. Oh like, I don't know. Or you're going to make it worse. I'm yeah. going to have more trauma from no, it. No, that, that'll be good content. Yeah. Your favorite word. No. <laughs> no. Not content. Kavi doesn't like the word content. I don't like content. It's okay. Here's my thing about content, right? I don't like the word content because it's a term created by tech people mm-hmm. for consumption. That's it. So it takes something that you make, right? Let's say you draw a picture or you write a song or you make a movie and it's just deduced to content, which is something to be consumed. It's not yes, anything to be experienced. That is this is not, con- this is art. Okay. Is this is art. I'm wearing a scarf. <laughs> he is actually wearing a scarf right I'm now. Literally. That's how much of art that we're creating why, right now. Why are you wearing a scarf? Cause my neck's cold. <laughs> <laughs> my neck is always chilly. Willy. You know what? Fuck it. Hold on. All right. Uh Oh, are you going to put on a scarf too? <gasps> Oh, you're putting oh, on her cat ears. Her cat ears. <laughs> put on- Shh, Lindsay, you can't see this right now, dear viewer, but Lindsay is now putting on a Beetlejuice scarf. <laughs> and so, speaking of the Winter Garden, yes, jerks, yeah. And again, we we will get to Beetlejuice, but first, Spitzy, putting it on. Is your neck cold too? No. Oh, <laughs> my neck is cold. I just, I, my neck's always cold. It's Seventy degrees in here. All right, there we go. There you go. Looking good. Yeah, looking good. Now you look oh like my, you're. He, well, I mean, do you? Did you see my T-shirt? I did. It's like it's. Uh, what's the show? It looks like a show. It's Hades Town. Yeah, it's like a play on Hades Town, which I don't know. I just imagine James Woods from Hercules because he was Hades. Mm. That's all. I ha- that's the only reference I it's, have. In my head. You're not completely off, minus okay. the being on fire part. My, I guess my two favorite musicals oh, from yeah, 2019. Double musical right now. Yeah, yeah. Hades Town and Beetlejuice, the musical, the musical, the musical. But anyway, we're not here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, talk that's about... what it's called. Yes. Oh, it literally <laughs> yes, is called. Like... The... Oh, because it's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That makes sense. Going forward, in general, the structure is going to be usually, not always, but usually we will be going into a topic that I probably, if not having passing knowledge about him, fairly knowledgeable about phantom of the opera for instance les yes. mis but this time is kind of unique because Kaveh's actually seen cats sort of <laughs> I, i've technically ago. seen it i don't remember any of it yeah but i and so in this in this case we're more or less on the same page oh Lindsay, let me tell you we are definitely not on the same page about no, well, cats. i mean well except for the fact that i've seen the movie <laughs> like i too saw it uh, i saw the touring production in knoxville tennessee 
Um, I think I must have been like 12 or 13. I, I want to think it was like in 1996. Oh, it was there, like yeah. pre, pre the last impeachment we had. Um, <laughs> That's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. The prequel. <laughs> and I think Kaveh has this wrong attitude that I, I like cats. Um <laughs> I actually, where where I, would I have ever gotten that idea? I, I, I don't. You literally text me just the word cats. <laughs> and you tweet me cats. Like, on repeat. Like, I can't escape it. Both on social media and, and IRL, well, as the kids would say, I too. I mean, as a for instance, I have a YouTube series called The Whole Plate, where I discuss film theory topics using only Michael Bay's Transformers. <laughs> so, I I don't... Those movies are not good. The analogy I like to use with Michael Bay's Transformers movies is like, if you are a virologist, that doesn't mean you like Ebola. So, so it goes. <laughs> oh, my God. So it goes with, I, I would say, uh, I don't know, because I honestly, like, I, I do genuinely find Cats the movie enjoyable, but I think it's the kind of enjoyable that is only enjoyable in a movie theater where you can hear the horrified shrieks of the people in the room with you. It's like the new Rocky Horror Picture Show or something, right? Which no, I've think, also I, never seen. I think Rocky Horror is actually kind of good. Like, it's, or maybe like the the room. It's it's like a it's an event. It's yeah, a cultural yeah, yeah, event. Yeah. Everybody goes together. They yeah. watch it. My cousin texted me and asked, uh, would you actually recommend Cats as like a family outing? And I was like, Mike, I cannot in good conscience tell you to go see Cats. No, (laughs) I care about you. (laughs) I I, I will not be responsible. Then I know I'll never see you again. You're going to randomly cancel Christmas. Uh, (laughs) Never talk to Lindsay ever again. You're going to find excuses to never be at the family reunion the same time I am. I, I, I don't want it to be misconstrued that I think it is a good movie or a good musical, but it is um, memorable. It's an experience. And that wasn't meant to be a play on memory. It's a cultural event, apparently. It's meant to be... Exp- you only, can't- only, only with like a very s- specific segment of Twitter.com. I see. Yeah, there, it is a lot it on Twitter. bombed. It bombed. Oh, of course. So spectacular. I could have told you that before <laughs> they greenlit that project. <laughs> I literally could have told you that. Yeah. I mean, one day I'll probably actually do content on... Um... <laughs> what do you mean? What does that mean? <laughs> so I'm going gonna, gonna to make some content that is designed to be consumed uh, and no. monetized uh, about the movie Cats. But whenever we pick a topic, I'm talking about stage productions, not movies. So... Just to be clear, this is not a podcast about movie musicals. This is about stage musicals because the medium is very, very different and really hard to capture in uh, film form, as Tom Hooper learned both with Cats and I would argue Les Mis, which I think is a genuinely, genuinely terrible adaptation. Yeah. And furthermore, it's meant to be about musicals to bother me more (laughs) because if it was at least a film, I could look at it on the merits of it being a film. But Mm -hmm. because I have... If there's no movie, yeah. there's there's nothing involved in it that's it's anything outside of theater, which makes me all the more upset. Yeah, and the fact that you find the being in the same room with these people that are at a not not even a ten, they're yeah, like at they're a twenty four. Like yeah. <laughs> they gotta play to the cheap seats. I don't know. I just can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. It just drives me crazy. <laughs> it just I'm just like, just shut up. No. <laughs> just it's I don't care. Like go to a therapist. Like you don't need to go on stage and scream at me. Like I don't want to hear about it. So my history with musical theater is, I guess, quite the opposite. I guess my my 
because this was actually like, when I got profiled in Wired magazine, they included this anecdote that I told them about uh, Phantom of the Opera, which was, uh, are, you, are you familiar with um, Young Life? Young life? Mm-hmm. Like life when I was younger? No. <laughs> it's like actually, my youth? <laughs> it's a nationwide youth group for Christians. Oh, no, I don't know anything. Surprised they never tried to save you. I, I've never been saved. Well, I don't, I don't think anyone's ever tried. I get like a Jehovah's Witness every once in a I, while. I can't, it makes me wonder, if you had grown up in Tennessee like I did, mm-hmm. would they have come for you? Because that was why they came for me, because they thought they wanted to save me. They were like these well-meaning you know, high schoolers in their youth group that, you know, because I, I was uh, by that point pretty hardcore atheist and they were like... Mm-hmm. Um, they heard about it though. Yeah. They, they oh, knew they that knew. you were atheist. Yeah. And they had this trip to New York, this field trip, wherein uh, they, I was like, look, I can't afford it. I genuinely did not want to go except for the part where you got to spend a couple days in New York. And mm-hmm. by that time I had already decided like, I am going to NYU. No one's going to stop me. So they actually fundraised for me so I, <laughs> that's how to badly, you? yes, that's how badly these people wanted to save my soul. Um, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> they were like, you're no worth, one's ever fundraised for me <laughs> to do worth, anything. You're worth saving. Yeah. And I was like, okay, free You really are the chosen one. Yeah. Lindsay. It's great. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, I didn't get saved, but, uh, during those two days in New York, I went to the Virgin Megastore, which at the time existed. Oh, and I found I the place. full original Broadway cast recording of Phantom of the Opera. I imagine this is a good thing in the context of your story. Well, that, you know, I just, the whole time I just, like, listened to it and listened to it and, like, and went home just, like, you know, on the bus ride back, just listening to it the whole time. And then I uh, got on fanfiction.net and started, like, just, I was just obsessed with Phantom. And then came Les Mis and, you know, because incidentally, and I don't think, I don't know if you know this, um, my co-writer, Angelina, mm-hmm. I met on fanfiction.net in 2001. Really? Through fan. Yeah, and also uh, my my assistant Elisa met the exact same time, and I guess by <laughs> transitive property, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera is why I got married because what? my husband is Lisa's brother. Oh, okay, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's like your gateway drug to all yeah, these other things. Exactly. So, so musicals saved your life. Yeah, they I, created I knew it marriage. did. It, it definitely it did in a lot of ways because before Phantom, I yeah. was like. Hardcore into like corn and limp biscuit and or like all that of the, the era. kid like all of the worst things. Yeah. I was like super internalized misogyny. Like Backstreet Boys are for girly girls, which I am better than. Yeah. No, I like the good shit, like corn. You're <laughs> one of the girls. I'm not. I like wear other girls. a jersey and eat hot dogs, and I like corn. <laughs> With a K. With just, a K, just, that's so, right. Just so we're clear. That's true. That didn't so, sound right, um, but yes. Yeah, no, I, I came dangerously close to ma- majoring in musical theater. Um, wow. what, what pulled you back from the edge? Actually, the, the people at NYU talked me out of it. Oh, really? Yeah. What did they tell you? They were just like, you're not a very good singer. Oh, <laughs> I thought they were going to be like, musicals aren't worth it. Yeah. And then they just kind of talked me out of it like, yeah, I don't know, this is for you. Maybe you should apply oh. to arts and sciences. Oh. So I did. And that ended up being a really good call because I majored in film studies and that's how I make my money now. So, that's true. Yeah. That's how we met. I actually, uh, I'm one of the few people that use my liberal arts degree. That's true. What's that like? Yeah. You do. Yeah, it's true, but <laughs> not as well as you. Yeah. Well, this, this is actually how Kaveh and I know each other is we went to USC together and yes. he produced uh, a very low key documentary. <laughs> it's really just scaled back and easy. <laughs> Nothing controversial. Yeah, nothing controversial. The process went so smoothly that yeah. Lindsay and I were like, let's just keep doing this. Let's keep this train going. <laughs> yeah. We, we, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And and it's it's extra good because we're starting with cats, not just the musical movie. Or not start with a bang. Yeah, not just the musical, but also the movie. Um, Which you are forcing me to see. Is mm-hmm. it tomorrow? What day? Today's Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow night. You were forcing yeah. me to go to a screening. Do I have to do anything? Are you going to like make me go in front of people and talk? I might. Oh, God. Please don't. <laughs> no one can know. <laughs> no one can no know. No one can know. You're making a podcast about they it. They can know afterwards. Know. They can't know that I'm there. Um, I can guarantee you you're just going to text me cats over and over again throughout the entire screening. And I'm going to be like, Lindsay, I'm trying to watch. I won't need to. It's true. You'll be right you'll there. You'll just point at the screen. That's all you're going to just be like, oh, they cats. <laughs> See? Cats. Cats, 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 cats. So I was like belligerently angry when I saw the trailer. Like when was it when it first dropped? Like like June or something? Yeah, it was like August or something. No, I was like inconsolable. I was so mad about it. And Sarah was like, you need to calm down. And I was like, you don't understand. I and a lot of people I know, and you could actually vouch for this too. It's like we know a lot of people who like try to create stuff or like want to make movies and like, are tr- like have great stories that they want to tell and it's important to them and the world needs to see them and I'm like who the fuck greenlit this why is this a thing it just sort of makes you feel like I don't want to do anything like there's no point as hard as you try someone will just make cats do you know how many amazing movies there could have been made for what was it 200 million dollars like, think of all the money think of all the money so many better things could have happened and I could have told you that I could have told you that like years ago it's not going to happen. Well, I guess what I don't understand is whenever I see something that just looks so awful, I like I I must go towards that thing because I feel like I I must know like I I, right, I, right. I it is incumbent on me to be knowledgeable about the thing that I that I hate. Well, this is what I was saying earlier. Like you deal with your problems by like going towards them and facing them, and I run away. I guess that's a male characteristic. I, don't I, know. I have actually I'm noticed avoid this it. with men in particular. Like yeah. uh, with this movie, if a woman doesn't want to see it, like, again, like hashtag not all men, not all whatever. Women tend to be like, eh, I'm not interested. But like, I've known more than one man, including the man who is editing this. Hi, Paul. Um, <laughs> Who was like absolutely not? No, absolutely. It angers I, me. I will not. It yes, it makes me angry. It's I like think. a visceral <laughs> thing. I just, I'm like physically just like repulsed by it. Hmm. How long is the movie? It's like about three hours. Oh fuck me! Are you serious? <laughs> no. Oh thank God. <laughs> I think oh, it, I God. think it might be two hours though. But they I do. Hate my life. Yeah, so we're doing the rowdy screening at the Animal Drive. <laughs> All right, yeah. The, the, go ahead. Say it they again. do sell uh, drinks in kitty bowls. Oh my God! Why? You get to see Sir Ian McKellen going meow meow meow. Are you supposed to lick the beer from the bowl like a cat? Yes. Why? <laughs> But why? <laughs> ah, my head hurts. I hope there's a part two. I hope I don't kill myself after watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, it we looks get, so yeah, awful. We gotta actually get to the part where we watch the movie, but we also have to rewatch the 1998 version. Because, like, again, we're kind of cheating with this because we have technically both already seen this on stage. So we're gonna cheat and examine the um, 1998 VHS version instead because for the most part when we cover things we're only going to look at stage productions and professionally staged ones not like community theater or high school productions however I will sometimes make exceptions uh, like uh, for you know professionally filmed versions for instance whenever we get to Phantom of the Opera Love Never Dies and we will get to Phantom of the Opera Love Never Dies what am I going to have to say okay why don't you tell what are some of the ones that you're going to want me to see that, oh, oh, that I get to look forward to? Well, I mean, 
I think I think it's only fair that like not all of them be good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least in my opinion. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like your opinion, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we're starting off with a doozy. <laughs> with oh, God. But uh, Les Mis is doing their national tours coming through. I'm really excited about that one. We're eventually, hopefully, going to go to New York and see some of the stuff that's on Broadway. We have to see Beetlejuice before it gets booted from the Winter Garden. That, I think that one will be cool. I like Beetlejuice. I actually think you will, like, of all of the shows, yeah. and I, you know, I won't say why, but I think of all of them, like, that one is the most self-aware that I've ever seen of the fact that it is a musical, yeah. and therefore it is very fourth wall breaky. So I think of all of the ones that we see, I think that one will appeal to you the most. You know what I'm really scared of is like, what if I like musicals by the end of this? <laughs> like, I, my whole identity will collapse because you built this entire brand around hating Maybe musicals. All you tweet just, about is this <laughs> hating musicals. Hating musicals. Your Instagram is just—it's all me. It's middle finger in front of the marquee. <laughs> Every musical. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you're just you're you're gonna just be completely shattered. You're gonna be like one of those people that like I left the alt right, and, <laughs> and I regret everything. So l- let me ask you this then: What is your goal with all of this, other than to bother me for a long, just as long as possible? Honestly, it's mostly to bother. Okay, you. fair. <laughs> I, I, I personally don't care if you change your tune on musicals. I just I find you are totally your, indifferent. I find your consternation uh, very humorous. <laughs> Okay, okay. All right, man. I think it's good content. Oh, God. I'm going to have to do like a content drinking game where like every time you say content, I take a shot. Oh, boy. So it'll be really easy to get your hammered. We're going to start lifting you down here. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) To get acquainted with the greater LA metro area's um, public transportation system. All right. I'm kidding. We're not going to do because if, oh. if if you take a shot every time I say content, then I'll be shit faced in like 30 seconds. Yeah, you'll you'll die. Okay. Well, and that, I can't. You can't die. I, I need I, your. Then I can't watch musicals. Yeah, exactly. I can't monetize your consternation. I mean, you could just. It could be a weekend at Bernie's situation where I'm just sitting here with sunglasses <laughs> on, and then you're puppeteering me and like I don't I'm like know. trying to do a good yeah. impression. I'm Carver. I don't like musicals. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just like I don't think I can get my voice that low. <laughs> I sound like I've. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, there, Lindsay. Thank you. Because here's the thing: like I, I, I'm not here to sway your opinion one way or the other. Because you are not alone. I think a lot of people are just like really turned off by the whole concept of a musical. So I think that yours is a valid perspective that is underexplored, and that's what we're going to do here with this project. Yeah, you know, so I did have one more realization, right? Mm-hmm. This is the last one I'll say. And Sarah always asks me about this. And I've this is a common thing amongst a lot of guys that I know. When you hear songs, I hear I can process melody before I can process lyrics. Mm. So I have to listen to a song like a few times before I even understand and like put together. Like I can hear the phonetics of the words, but I don't necessarily like put it together what the song's about until I've listened to it a few times or like look at it on paper. I think it's like a weird multitasking thing. Interesting. And so like musicals, I think are also, it's all... Like, it's the whole song. Like, all right, the, the story comes from the words. So, sung through musicals are going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm going like, to have a difficult time following it, I um, think. Town is sung through. Yeah. Les Mis is sung through. Um, they're like operas where uh, there is no dialogue. It is yeah. just completely... It's all singing all yeah, the way through. Yeah, it's all singing. But, uh, yeah, I think Les Mis will be really interesting because not only is it uh, sung through... It is very plot heavy because it's based on a book. Well, I know. I read the books. I mean, I mean, I read the stories, I should say. I'm, like, reading it. Have you, like, did you see the movie? Club. The no, I saw the is Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw the Liam Neeson one a million right. go, a million years ago. If you've read the book and you've seen the movies, then you'll know what's happening. But it's like 
it is I think if you if you're not familiar with it, it's really hard to follow because it's very very plot 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 plot. And personally, I think it's really effective because I think that as a medium, I think musicals are effective at getting like really intense emotions across quickly and then we move on like yeah. in a way that doesn't really work with like like that's part of the problem with the phantom movie uh that's based on the musical yeah. is these things that were like work on stage like they're really hammy and melodramatic but they work where you will be like slingshotting between these really really intense emotions mm-hmm. in a way that like in dialogue would just be like what the hell just happened but oh, in that's a, interesting but in a song yeah, it's yeah. like you know like for when she first rips his mask off and he's like damn you and then he like starts crying and then like gets over it whenever she gets gives him them and then like they have this music cue where it just kind of gets like softer and mm-hmm. so she gives him the mask back and then he's like okay we gotta go and like all of this happens in like two minutes so like i feel like that can compress things in yeah, yeah. a really really uh short amount of time that you can't really do with just like dialogue or framing like in a film sure sure um and That's i think interesting. Yeah, yeah phantom's an interesting example of that Hades Town does it i think particularly well but again Hades Town is the best art that has happened in the last possibly ever in the last possibly ever yeah, possibly. that's ever arted I'd, 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 yeah i'd put it in the top one <laughs> really maybe okay. i don't know well obviously these things are have uh, you subjective. seen la la land <laughs> <laughs> got me there yeah better than la la land <laughs> holy shit wow <laughs> yeah you know i ah, spoke too soon yeah well anyway served so yeah now um we're going to go deep in the cat's hole, and hopefully oh when we come out the other end, uh, be euthanized. Kave will still speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, Kave. Yeah. That's... Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. So before we get into the real pain and suffering, I want to talk to you a bit about Nebula. We've joined forces with other educational-ish creators to build a service that we own, which is not YouTube, where we get to decide how our content is presented to the audience. Not only can you see all of my content on Nebula, but Nebula also lets us try new things with Nebula Originals. New Originals come out every week, including the ones that we will start making to tie in with this podcast. The best way to get Nebula is to get it included when you sign up for CuriosityStream at curiositystream.com slash musicalsplaining. Where CuriosityStream is all about big-budget nonfiction videos, we are building Nebula because we want a place for educational creators to try out new content that might not work on YouTube. So when you sign up for CuriosityStream, you get all that plus our streaming service Nebula for only $2.99 per month or $19.99 for a full year by visiting curiositystream.com slash musicalsplaining. And now, let's get to the deep hurting. We did it. Cheers. Cheers. We're on the other side. To cats. You'll never have to look at another cat again. I sincerely doubt that. (laughs) You're probably right. I don't think that's the case, considering that I'm about to move in with a cat. Really? Sarah and I are moving in together, and Sarah Sarah has a cat. I didn't know she had a cat. I'm sorry. Zola. Zola the cat. Oh, condolences. I mean, apparently Zola's really chill. She says that Zola's going to like me because she's also OCD. Yeah. You're going to love getting your face walked on. Like... (laughs) That shit is not happening. That thing is going on the fucking street if it walks on my face. Fuck that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last I see, words. I see someone's never lived with a cat. <laughs> okay. So. Um, welcome back. Welcome back. We did it. We uh, we we got through our two cats. Two, our two cat experiences. Two. Two, two cats. Two furious. Two cats. Two furious. 
it was uh our friendship was tested not gonna lie like, it was intense it was i had a bit of an existential like meltdown <laughs> after watching cats there, in the theater yeah because because we uh saw both the um tom hooper film 2019 and also, again, I'm kind of bending my own rules that I just made up. Generally, we're going to stick it, to, keep it to stage productions. But we watched the 1998 VHS version of Cats to kind of give ourselves a uh, refresher, uh, if you will. There was a lot of leg warmers, a lot of very skinny people. It's very much a period piece. <laughs> we we kind of spent the whole thing kind of like be, being like, how did this happen? Like generally. Musicals have like a story. Um, There's no story here. Right. The so, story is the question, which is what the fuck am I watching and how did this happen? <laughs> As you said a second yeah, ago. Got roped into That's it. That's the main tension I could argue about. Like what yeah, that whole. Like, were you just waiting? The whole music, the You're tension. Just like, this is yeah. going to pay off. This yeah. is going to, this is going to turn into something. It's just and why? The answer is uh, no, never. So uh, yeah, before we get into it, uh, we've got some cats stats. Cat stats from uh, IBDB, which I just discovered like no more than three minutes ago uh apparently it's imdb but for broadway productions mm-hmm. which is very exciting this is i'm just sharing with you the knowledge that i've acquired but yeah i'm sure everybody that's listening to this already has heard no this uh, is a podcast for people who hate musicals too yeah, that's true we're gonna cross them over yeah. fair, unfortunately we're, we're someone's going to change their mind <laughs> <laughs> so cats the broadway production music by andrew lloyd weber based on old possum's book of practical cats by t.s Eliot. Lyrics by T.S. Eliot, with additional lyrics for Jellicle songs for Jellicle Cats and Memory by Trevor Dunn. Was it Trevor Dunn or Trevor Nunn? Trevor Nunn. Did I say Trevor Dunn? Is it Trevor, like Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. Who's canceled. Trevor Dunn? That's a person, I guess. I don't know. He's canceled, too. He's Is he? Yeah. Is that a real person? No. Oh. <laughs> hey, Kave. He is Did now. Did you know that hey. the word um, gullible is not in the dictionary? I didn't know that. Oh, I just, wow. what? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. Directed by Trevor Nunn. Mm-hmm. N-U-N-N, and choreographed by Jillian Lynn, Gillian, Jillian? Sure. Sure. And a bunch of other people probably worked on it, but I think those are the, those are the heavies that you want to know about. Yeah. So, book of the musical, who, let, let me see. I, again, because Cats is sung through. Sung through? Yeah. So, when I say sung through, I mean it's like an opera. I mean it's like, um, there's no portions of the musical where we stop and just have dialogue. Okay. So there's no. It's it's just all singing all right. the time. So like, Les Mis is sung through. Ca- uh, Cats is sung through. Uh, Hades Town is sung through. Uh, Hamilton is sung through. Um, wrapped through, I believe. Right? <laughs> wrapped through. Um, what are you looking for? I'm looking for awards. Cats probably won a bunch of awards. <laughs> <laughs> it won the award for the most cats in a musical. <laughs> it was the most pointless songs. <laughs> The the best the biggest leg warmers <laughs> the most le- the most leg warmers and the award for most leg warmers most cat mains I don't know weirdest makeup so I was a little confused because it like for book of a musical usually it's uh so, sort of like the whole because whenever someone wins best musical it'll be like the composer and um you know in general like the the production as a whole that uh, gets the award. But in the case of Cats, it's actually T.S. Eliot that won a Tony for... <laughs> really? Best, yeah. Did he have anything to actually do with the music? No, he was... was super, he like dead by that super point? Super dead. Mega dead. 
post-mortem. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm sorry, uh, posthumous? No, post-mortem. Yeah, posthumous. Posthumous uh, uh, Tony. So uh, Betty Buckley won uh, for featured actress uh, for Grizabella. What year is this? Uh, 1983. Okay. Oh, it's Synergy. Oh, it's Synergy, the year of your birth. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have more in common with cats than you realize. Oh, my God. That's um, it. Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber won for score. Trevor Nunn did win for Best Direction of a Musical, uh, Best Costume Design, to which I say, really? <laughs> Those leg warmers, man, shit. <laughs> I did spend a lot of the rewatch, because, you know, I it, it's interesting following up the movie, which is just like an existential horror on par with very little in this world, uh, with the uh, musical that, um, or rather the taped version of the musical from 1998, it's just kind of boring, like really, because at least like with the movie, it was just in your face. Yeah, it was like in your face with how horrible it was. Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest, if I had not seen the movie, I don't think I would have followed anything that was happening in the stage musical that we watched. Right. And you've seen it. I mean, Technically. again, yeah, it's like in the same way that, you know, it, well, I mean, that doesn't really count. When it, I was 10. it is an interesting question of just like how because cats after a point almost feels like a racket. It's like, how do they keep this racket going for so long? You know, like I, don't know, I really don't understand. I, I don't think I, I know a single person who saw cats and was like went in being like, yeah, I'm going to see this thing. It's going to be really great. And then they left being like, what the hell was that? Like. It it wasn't about anything. No, and th- this is what I was talking about earlier, where I was thinking about it, where it reminded me, I can't remember who's the comedian that talked about this, where they're like, everyone always denies that they eat at McDonald's, <laughs> and yet clearly there's like, whatever, 50 billion served. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone complains about cats and talks about how stupid it is. Clearly, a lot of people are lying because the fucking musical has been like, it was until recently, right? Until what year was it like the longest running thing ever? But but also that's what I was thinking. I was like, who who is this for? Is my first question. Is it for kids? Is it for grown ups? I think it's for grown ups. How is that for grown ups? I think it, what what adult well, person was, wants to see that? Well, as we were watching it, I was just kind of thinking like, okay, so a hundred years from now, when we're like, <laughs> you know, reevaluating what is in the cultural canon, sure. Where? How are people going to categorize this? Categorize this? Because <laughs> I feel like the intent was to make a modern ballet. That was the intent with Cats, with okay. this backdrop of we're going to put music to this book of poetry. And then maybe the money was like, well, what's the story? And then they're like, I don't know. There's this <laughs> African matter. dude named McCavity that, yeah. yeah. That was another Does thing. Does not hold up. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. I That's was like, super offensive. Oh, yeah, he was, he was hella coded. Yeah. The <laughs> they were, he was very like African coded, which yeah. is like, I did not remember that. Super forgotten. And then like in the movie, they just changed him to this weird shade of brown. Yes. That, well, no, it's a human skin tone. They human gave him skin tone a human also... skin tone that no cat has. Um, which but... I got out of the shower this morning and I was looking at my body and I'm like, I caught it. I probably could have been in cats without <laughs> any of the CG on there. <laughs> It definitely occurred to me. I'm like, they could have called me. McCavity. Well, could you do the like Jason Derulo? Like, McCavity or something? The, the Britney Spears yeah. titty. Like, Sadly, titty, I could. Titty shark, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the Rum Tum Tugger does it like a lot. Which I decided would be a great name for a massage parlor. Oh, yeah, the Rum Tum Tugger. The Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't gonna... know if anyone's already made that joke before, but it's <laughs> the first time I've thought of it. I'm having a hard time finding the exact 
Cats stats, but um, at the time that it closed, it was among the longest running musicals. It has since been surpassed by The Lion King. Another cat. Yeah. Cat musical. So <laughs> it's, it's like still a, kind of in the like same a, yeah, vein. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. Um, Chicago, The Revival. Uh, no and cats in that one. Of course, another Andrew Lloyd Webber joint, Phantom of the Opera. Phantom, any cats in that? Um, no. Yeah, okay. There's a monkey, though. That's cool. I yeah. like monkeys. So, yeah. So, Cats is the story of... A cat? It's <laughs> just cats. It's just cats. Like, my favorite my favorite description of cats when people were, like, after that trailer came out, people were asking, like, well, what is it about? Someone was like, there are cats and one of them wants to die, is the plot of cats. I mean, I related to that plot line while I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of had a, like, okay, maybe I am yeah. Isabella. I was like, yeah, maybe I do want to die watching this movie. <laughs> watching this like i too have back pain right, right. <laughs> which i gotta say like was that explicit okay so this brings me back to what i was saying last time we recorded which mm-hmm. is like i have trouble distinguishing the meaning of lyrics as i'm listening to songs like because i become sort of hyper focused on a melody mm-hmm. but was that like that was clear to me that they sort of wanted to die in the movie when we were watching it mm-hmm. But in the musical, I, I don't know if that was as clear to me. And I, I don't know how much of that was shaped by the fact that I knew that going into it. But if I was just watching it cold, like, I don't necessarily think I would have picked any of that up. I do remember that from when I saw it. Okay. Um, so I I think it, it you know, it, although I was also thinking about this, like, when, it, when you <clears throat> said, the thing you said about uh, having a hard time paying attention uh, with you know, uh, with both lyrics and music that you've never heard, because I was thinking about like, because part of the the thing with musicals is that they need to be kind of comprehensible to people who don't speak English. Oh, um, okay, that's a good point. And uh, so I think, and that's part of the thing is like maybe you're missing like plot points, but you're getting like the pantomime and you're getting the emotionality, sure. the technicality of there are cats and one of them wants to die is uh, <laughs> kind of beside the point. Because, like, basically, like, what you can get through the visual language is, oh, this is a, uh, like, some point of prestige. And they don't like her, but then she sings her song, and then they like her again, and then she gets to go do the happy thing. Carol um, Kane, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Carol Kane. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. In the version that we watched, I was convinced that Carol Kane was the person it's who like, played. like, wow, I didn't know Carol Kane could sing yeah. that well. Carol- What's the character's name? I just call her Jennifer Hudson or Carol Kane. Um, Grizabella. Grizabella. The glamour cat. Which sounds, Grizabella sounds more like a bear's name, personally. All joking aside, right? Andrew Lloyd Webber, he, he reads these poems and then he wants to write a musical. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going on in this guy's head that he's like, this would make a great idea for a musical? Okay, hold on. I gotta... I gotta... I gotta pull up my favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber quote. Uh, you miss one hundred percent of the chances that you don't take, or shots you don't take. <laughs> that is Andrew Lloyd Webber, right? Yeah. Right? Oh no, it's a you know. This is my favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber. He's talking to Hal Prince, who went on to direct, be the director of Phantom of the Opera. The um, musical or the movie? the musical? Okay. Um, so when Lloyd Webber first played the score of Cats for Prince. Says Prince, I looked at him curiously and said, Andrew, I don't understand. Is this about English politics? Are those cats Queen Victoria, Gladstone, Disraeli? He looked at me like I just lost my mind. And after the longest pause, he said, Hal, this is just about cats. (laughs) So that's cats. But why, though? (laughs) I mean, a lot of people have posited cocaine. And I think... (laughs) 
I think they're sexually. Was he a cokehead? I mean, it was or the eighties. Everyone's yeah, a cokehead. It's just an assumption like, that everyone. Yeah, did I'm just like then. that's 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 what you do. She had, although he can't be that much of a cokehead because he's still alive. General, if you do a lot of coke, I mean, fucking Keith Richards is still kicking around. This that is guy's true. Like 150,000 years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he lied about how much coke he did. But I mean, yeah. Th- th- it definitely seems like a coke idea to me, though, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, to me, the impressive thing is like it's obviously kind of. I mean, if it's 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 like there are traces of cocaine in in this idea all all, all day. But the fact that he followed it through because this was uh, you know. One of Lloyd Webber's many passion projects, but no one believed in it because it sounds on paper like a horrible idea. And it is a horrible idea in execution <laughs> as well. So uh, he like had to mortgage his house. He like basically good for him for believing in it. That yeah, much, he, and and it worked out. Like because that clearly because uh, you 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 asked is like was this his first thing? I was like no, he was already a huge star by the time Cats came out. Okay, what did he get famous for? Um, he got, I would say, because he had Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat was the first one he did, but that okay. one didn't really start getting produced until later in the 70s. Okay. Um, his first big hit was Jesus Christ Superstar. I always confuse those two for some reason. Because they're kind of both biblical themed. They yeah. came out at the same time. They're both Andrew Lloyd Webber. Because um, okay. he was really young when he wrote Joseph. That was like 1968. He I think he was like 18 or something. Because uh, like Je- no pun intended. I, yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Christ superstar, superstar. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, we need to hear that. Like Jesus. And then in the 70s, he had um, Vita. So it sounds like in many ways, Cats is his apocalypse now to Coppola. <laughs> He had had great success, and then he has this idea that sounds totally cat shit insane, (laughs) (laughs) and he says, I'm going to do this. No one believes in him, Mm -hmm. and he says, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to mortgage my house. I'm going to double down on this. This is going to be a huge hit. You'll all see. Loses his mind in the process, probably, I'm guessing, Mm -hmm. doing a lot of cocaine. None of this is factually backed, by the way. (laughs) Totally extrapolated based off of what we think. He like... And it's uh, a huge success and becomes a seminally important musical. He like started a love-in. He he was like a huge bigamist at the time. Uh, I'm kidding. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Although I want to think he... He he met Sarah Brightman around here somewhere. Who's that? His Uh, wife or something? Well, his ex-wife. Ex-wife. Sarah Brightman would go on to be the original Christine. Uh, Which one's Phantom? Oh, for okay. The the leading lady for Phantom. So in 1981, Sarah Brightman made her West End musical theater debut in Cats, and that's where she met Andrew Lloyd Webber. Sarah Brightman originated the role of Jemima. I I don't understand. Which one was Jemima? It was Jemima. Who was Jemima in the in the musical? You, we just we just saw it. They're, they're all cats. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> we just saw it. There was. I like, just know the one that looked like a toilet seat cover, like compared to the rest of them. <laughs> we just saw it. There was like at the, they had like a Rolodex at the end. No, I, they all looked the same to me. That I was wasn't. Like, There's was one named Jemima, and I was like, well, that's even more problematic than McCavity. I don't know. I just I don't know. They all looked like cats. Yeah. They're all just over the. You top. You don't remember the super memorable character of Jemima? Again, toilet seat cover cats. The only one I remember. <laughs> I just I and just like know problematic African cat. Because there's um. Difference is even the version that we watched, um, because the version that we watched just now um, cut a bunch of stuff out. Oh, thank God. I was so grateful for that. <laughs> it brought it in just under two hours. Yeah. Uh, so it, it cut out like 20, 30 minutes. Um, and what cl- else did they put in for 20 to 30 minutes, though? Let me. Well, let me. There One was. Uh, Didn't you say there was a super racist song that's originally in it? Oh, it's not that racist. <laughs> Like I'm, the, I can be the arbiter of what's. Racist. I have no idea. I have no point of reference for what it is. Where are I don't you? know. Okay, so there's a song called 
Growl Tiger's Last Stand. It just got cut? Yep. Just cut it. It goes between dun, Gus dun, the dun, Theater dun, Cat dun. and Skimbleshanks the Railway Cat. Is Gus the Theater Cat? That's the old one? The really old one? Yeah. Right. God, this is so long. This is a 10-minute track. Oh, dear God. Uh, but this is but this is the one where um, there's this cat named Growl Tiger, and um, he's he's you know the boat cat. In the movie, he uh, is played by Ray Winstone. Oh, um, okay. And uh, he has a song that's just like about like you know being on a boat, being on the boat, and like fighting some cats. And then I'm on a boat. He, I am a cat. Oh, I see some <laughs> some Siamese cats. Yeah. So it gets a little like weird Siamese in terms of like. Um, oh, like waiting the tramp stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not it's 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 not racist against like um, in the way that McCavity is. It's racist against Asians. So we got our bases covered. Good, good Orientalism, right? Like you yeah. said, yeah, like an upcoming negative, <laughs> <laughs> like a then this the, a video that will already have been. Oh, that's true. In the future. <laughs> Yeah, although that's a different kind of Orientalism because sure. the, the type of Orientalism uh, it's not we discuss is. Well, no, I wouldn't call that positive either, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's different when it's the Middle East. It's like a different flavor, you know? Yeah, sadly. Yeah, sadly. We got you, some good flavors in the Middle East. You though. wouldn't know, though. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know anything about the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. I've actually only ever been to the Middle East once. Actually, no, I've been twice. I went to, to Turkey and then I went to Iran when I was really little. Why I, did you want me to watch this is the question. So as you have observed, uh, I, I, for someone who's not a huge fan of cats, I sure do know all the lyrics. Yes. You're a liar. You were like, I don't know why you think I love it so much. Meanwhile, you're like scream singing the songs in the theater the entire time we were watching it. <laughs> well, Skimbleshanks. He's, yeah. He's the real to the point To the point where the man, was it the manager? No, it was just some guy. Some guy came, one of the people shushed. who worked there was just like, uh, ma'am, I'm going to need you to scale back a little <laughs> you bit. Scale it back. You're a, a little too screen? enthusiastic about cats. Just, what is the point of a rowdy? Anyway. Yeah. You out-rowdied the rowdy screening is basically what happened. You just have a lot of... I just had a lot of mirth, especially when Skimbleshanks comes. Skimbleshanks just comes up and saves the movie. That's the the railroad conductor yeah, yeah. red pants guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. And the and then the play he doesn't have red pants. He has like a vest. And in the movie he's the guy with the red pants and the hat. And everyone was making thirst tweets about this actor because um, he had he had some very flattering photos circulating. Like, oh my god, that's Skimbleshanks. Um, like in his costume or like not no, in costume. Very not in costume. Oh, he was nude. Um, basically, yeah. Oh, interesting. But it was like this tasteful lighting, like of him like posing. Anytime um, anyone says anything tasteful, I think of George Costanza on that couch. It's the first place my mind goes. So if it's anything less than that, I don't think it's very tasteful. Uh, yeah, like, we need to get you in that. Like, <laughs> like oh, taste, God. tasteful news. <laughs> That'll be for the calendar next year. The musical Twelve explaining. months of me being tasteful. <laughs> In every different outfit, one I'm wearing a cat's outfit, one I'm wearing the Phantom of the Opera outfit, yes! one I'm dressed like Beetlejuice in the nude. Oh my god, it's gonna wearing black and white striped underwear. It's like printing money. <laughs> it's like I never thought I'd be sexualized. That would be really flattering, actually. Yeah, it's never it. happened to me. It feel really good. Yeah. yeah, people will be like, "I'm buying this ironically, but really, they're like, but really, they're he like, gets me. I like an overweight man in this." <laughs> Late thirties with male breasts. That's really everything I've ever wanted in the calendar like, on my wall. Ooh, and he hates musicals. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, maybe I can change him. He's so complicated. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's what they like. That's why. That's why Raylo was a thing. That's it. We're shutting down this podcast. We already figured out what's going to make a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, you're just going to get so many emails with the subject header. I can change him. <laughs> 
and Sarah's just laughing in the background <laughs> the whole time. We're like, ha, ha, ha. good luck. Yeah, but then one of them will, 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 and then you've literally already made me watch Cats multiple <laughs> times. You have succeeded. I did it. I, I, I succeeded where Sarah failed. It's true. <laughs> But I did it for Sarah. Mm, yeah, ironically. Ironically. Because <laughs> you asked me a question about... Um, why you wanted why. me to see this. When I saw the movie, I was like, well, that's cats. Like, that's pretty much cats. Because I was, I was morbidly curious to see how they would give it a plot in the way that Hollywood movies need plots. It actually does have more of a plot than the musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like, if I didn't see the musical, if I didn't watch the movie, I, ha- I would have lost. no interest or I'd have no idea what was happening. Um, well, because nothing is happening, though. Yeah, because nothing happens. And that's okay. You know, there's a place for that. Uh, again, because, like, as we were watching it, we were just sort of, <laughs> like, you know, because, like, during the dance sequences, it's, like, because uh, uh, I was, like, see, this is nice. And, and uh, Kaveh was, like, yeah, it'd be great if they weren't cats. <laughs> like, this it's would true. Actually, it was nice. Yeah. The dancing was lovely. Yeah, I was, like, you know, this actually would be pretty sweet if, it, if they weren't dressed okay. as cats. Yeah, if they weren't just dressed as, I could take it a little bit more seriously. Okay, so wait. So why do you think this is for grownups? Why do you think this is for adults? Um, because I think they think it's, I think, I think it was marketed as kind of performance art, basically. Like, it was marketed as something that, like, was more high concept than, like, your traditional musical, which generally does have, like, a beginning, middle, and end. Um, so I th- I think it was... Uh, and also because people are thirsty for cats, you know? So I... <laughs> is is they, this typical, though, to have a musical that's this successful that has barely any plot? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah, because that, that was that was something... I think I know that with, like, with Kaveh with his three musicals <laughs> that he's oh, yeah. seen ever, just like, oh, God, this is what I have to look forward to. I'm like, no, 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 this is like... No, you literally started me at the worst possible, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the lowest possible place. Like, you know, our, our, our buddy Paul, who is editing this, uh, <laughs> basically said to me, like, so you started this guy at like a 10. It's true. <laughs> yes. But again, like the... Yeah, it'll be the, easier from here on out. So the movie was... I know we're supposed to talk about like mm-hmm. the, the stage play, but the musical, again, it's like, it's so... It seems so much more tame to watch the stage production. Yeah. In, really, in comparison to the mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. itself. And the movie was like so upsetting on so many levels. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's why like I find the movie so much more watchable. I think that what I, I expected to um gain a sense of nostalgia out of rewatching the the stage play, the the filmed version. But instead I was mostly just bored. It was boring. <laughs> it really was. It was just like this is not It recaptures the disappointment I felt after the first time I saw Cats in Knoxville, Tennessee in nineteen ninety six or whatever during the touring production where I was like, That's it? Well, do you think in large part that has to do with the fact that we're watching a video of a stage play rather no. than actually? I mean, being I, at the I remember, I, I remember my family kind of being like, "This is boring." That was it, you yeah. know, like because I, I, I don't remember any dads snoring loudly, but I do <laughs> remember us all kind of. Actually, you know, it reminds it reminds me of what? Okay, so. Uh, Phantom of the Opera Love Never Dies toured uh, a couple years ago here and so me and uh, that's not like the actual fan that's like a sequel or something sequel. okay it was a musical so bad it never made it to Broadway nice uh, but, uh, but it, it, I it was able to tour yes so I and dear friend of the family Jenny Nicholson went to see it knowing because I'd already seen like the film version several times how bad it was so we just basically went to like laugh and shit post but there were all of these people here that like were dressed up like i'm going to the theater ooh like they didn't know what they were getting into oh, so um so like uh, cuz my friend angie co-writer for all of my other stuff 
whenever she said she saw it, the audience just started breaking. Like about halfway through, they just really? started laughing. But when I saw it, oh, the that's, audience... That's actually really sad. <laughs> like, when was I... it meant to be a comedy? No. <laughs> no. It's just so... <laughs> no. Like, melodramatic. And that's yeah. for like a musical audience. Like, yeah. You got to figure, like, their standards are pretty low. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> for like melodrama and like being stagey. So, so but when I saw it, it the audience just kind of got more and more quiet. So um, when they were leaving, that sounds awful. they were just kind of like, there was this, this pervasive mood of, I can't believe I paid for that. I can't believe I dressed up for that. And I kind of, how uncomfortable that kind of is my memory of cats. Uh, the first time oh, I saw so it terrible. was, I just remember like, cause we drove to Knoxville for it. That's like a two hour drive from where we live. So it was like, Oh, okay, we we paid for that, and we got a hotel. This is just giving me anxiety. I feel embarrassed <laughs> for the people that were in the production. I know, not judgmentally, but like, I, yeah, if yeah. I had to, like, go, I I would die. Like, I can't do. I would never do that again. If I ever did, I have been on like stage. I worked so hard yeah. to get here. Yeah, we were talking about. It, and I'm like, what do you do? You call your parents, and they're like, I'm in a musical about cats, <laughs> and I pretend to lick a guy that looks like a toilet seat cover. <laughs> <laughs> and like I like what I uh, I'm sorry I'm sorry for whatever happened to you that made you want to do that that made you want to be in Cats I mean they're probably stoked right yeah that's it's what Andrew I'm saying Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical yeah, it's it's Andrew like, Lloyd Webber it's huge and it was successful People, it won like 27 Tonys it you know it did well and it ran for 20 years it's so weird when Almost. you think about it like that. It's like it's been mm-hmm. externally validated and yet we look at it now and we're like, I mean, what the fuck is this? Thing? Yes and no. I kind of feel like the failure of the movie really... Did it fail though? We're talking financially yes. it failed. I mean, I think it failed in basically every way except for its imminent cult status and that doesn't matter to anybody involved in the production. Um <laughs> Like that, they, they weren't here for cult status. They wanted their Oscar. T-Swift was like, yes, this is going to be my Oscar. The amount of hubris. The <laughs> amount of so hubris. So much hubris. Okay, so I feel like the failure of the movie mm-hmm. really just embodied how much Cats was a product of its time and how it was just so such an 80s, 80s thing. And I kind of, and despite the fact that it's still successful when it tours, mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it ever getting revived on Broadway. So it still leads to the real question, which is, who likes cats? I I would argue <laughs> it's kids. It's um, like adults dressed up weird, right? They're dancing around. You don't really care about plot when you're little. And all the people that we went and saw it with in the theater, they're, they're people our age. So these are people that grew up with cats. I, gen- I genuinely don't know because I feel like for every other hit musical, I could give you like a demographic. Yeah. Or it would came out at a certain point where like, because I feel like to me the... Um, the ones I grew up with were, or like had the option for cats, but cats just never interested me. Cause to me it was all about um, Phantom, Limes, Cabaret. And those all have like really, you know, strong beginning, middle of end. They're like about something, you know, they have like, you know, all the characters have arcs, you know, it's, it's mu- they're much more sure. traditional in terms of like actual film structure. Well, there's a good I arc didn't... in cats. It's like, there's a cat that's alive and then it's dead. Essentially by the end of it, that's the biggest arc I can that's think like, of. That's like every cat basically. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, Oh, there's, it's like, you kind of want to like smash cut to like, yeah. um, like what actually happened yeah. where like at the end of it, it smashed all these like cats, like running away. And then you see there's a dead cat in the middle of the alley. <laughs> and then, like, you know, the garbage man just kind of throws it in the trash. Throws <laughs> it in the dumpster <laughs> next to some dirty diapers. <laughs> or, like, a raccoon comes yeah. and eats it. I'm sorry. I interrupted sorry, some, Grizabella, like, the glamour cat. 
So I interrupted. So it sounded like you were about to make a really good point. It was a very <laughs> profound statement. You ruined it. You ruined it. I'm sorry. I saw my opening and I had to take it. We're, we're not in agreement about who Cats is for. I guess we're well, sort I guess, of kind so to of. Because like, you say kids, I say I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I don't know who Cats is for because I don't know anyone who's ride or die for Cats. I'm literally looking at a person who's ride or die for Cats. No, can, I'm not. You can deny it all you want. I'm sitting here talking to you for the second time in the week. <laughs> into nice equipment about cats i've watched Look, cats the stage musical I just, i've watched cats the movie i've I, talked to you about cats i give the people what they want and <laughs> i have had nothing but requests for cats content so here you go i dragged my childhood friend that, oh I'm, that i've known since earliest toddlerhood to, to try to watch Cats twice. Okay, so explain At the end this of to it, me then. I, if, I, if you're not Rider Day with Cats, why do you know all the lyrics and all the songs and you've seen all I, of it? I don't know. I honestly you're don't. You're like the opposite of a poser. I don't know what that what they would call you. <laughs> like, I, I just kind of feel like any, everyone who's into musical theater just kind of knows that stuff. Is that how that works? I just, yeah, it's kind of one of those Love things it or that you hate just, it, you still know it. Yeah, it's kind of like Rent. Like, you just get it by osmosis. Because like, I hate Rent, but I like know, know most of the lyrics. Of course, then again, that's also because I, I edited a video that was very long. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like it's like when you're in a certain subculture, even if that's not your jam, you yeah. still kind of um, learn it by osmosis. Okay, that makes sense. As I was, I was <laughs> he, this look of skepticism. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-huh. I just, wait, I was just blinking weird. That's all it was. yeah. Uh-huh, that was yeah. That was my blink of no, totally not. I'm literally telling you that makes sense, and in the back of my head, all I'm hearing is. Yeah. yeah, that fucking melody is—it's an earwig. It's yeah. a, oh, sorry, it's an earworm. It just—it sticks. That one and and uh, uh, mem- memories. Mis- yeah, memory. Oh, what was it, Mister Magi- Magical Mister Mistopheles, yeah. The other, which I've already forgotten. But I remember at the time when I was listening to it, I was like, "This is very catchy." But well, I mean, I would. The thing about Andrew Lloyd Webber is he kind of rose to rose to prominence through um, basically treating his musical numbers like pop songs. Like same with Phantom of the Opera. Um, Phantom of like I know Phantom the the like. Sing once again with me that one. I have no idea. I don't know. Any um, of songs. Well, you know the dun 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 dun. Wow. None. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Well, anyway, so the, the lead single uh, was Wait, like is is that Phantom? I don't know what that is. It sounds like a tango. There's a Simpsons reference where there's a Phantom of the Opera, like in the. Oh. <laughs> it's like in the fu- I think it's the future episode where Martin uh, is like down in the ground underground. I, f- so, I think. So we're just doing this. What are we doing? What's happening? Well, I'm, ju- I'm just I'm just bringing this out because... Uh, are you going to start playing me songs from Phantom no, of the Opera? No, you'll know it. This is, is still the I'm Cats saying. podcast, Lindsay. Don't forget. <laughs> You're getting uh, ahead of yourself. Oh, I wow. I got, a, I got a head shake. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Do, do, do. I mean, I can predict where it's going, but like, I don't know. <laughs> That's the genius of Andrew Lloyd Webber. I mean, brain pop songs are hard. Yeah, really it's, good, it's true. It's so, true like, like something that's catchy. He, he has, he, he definitely rode to fame um, uh, by turning his musical numbers into pop songs. And then people would, you know, be like, oh, I heard that song. Oh, it's from this musical. Well, I guess I got to go see it. So that's part of how he got famous was by, but especially Cats in the only UK. has like a couple of those. Would you say that like comparatively to his other musicals, Cats has more memorable poppy kind of songs? I think, well, I think Cats had, because uh, I can only point to one or two that really stuck out to me as like, oh, this is a, a melody that I can follow that I can see why people would be like obsessed with this. 
Just based on the musical part of it, not meaning like the song part, like listening. There was a Barbara Streisand version of Memory oh. that uh, did very well. That um, was from Cats? No, she sang a song, Memory. That's a different song. No. I thought that was from The Way We Were. Uh, her version charted on the Billboard Hot, Hot 100. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber's songs tend to do much better in the UK. But yeah, I had that. Well, I know that happened because my dad bought this truck that came with the newest technology. It was called the uh, cat soundtrack, a cassette player. <laughs> and it, you know, so we had one tape that we listened to over and over and over, just oh, put God. the tape, put the tape in whatever. And memory was on that tape oh. and it was the Barbara Streisand version. Interesting. You know what my tape was that we used to listen to in the car all the time? The Aladdin soundtrack. I was about to say the Twister soundtrack. Twister, like the fucking yeah. the, the storm movie. <laughs> yes. What was it? Was the soundtrack just <laughs> <laughs> for like fucking two hours straight? <laughs> yes, it was my jam. No, that Apparently. was yeah. No, there was. What the fuck was on the Twister soundtrack? <laughs> We'll Is there a Twister up. musical that I don't know about? Because <laughs> we, we should write it if it doesn't exist. May as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's a Twister. It's coming to ruin my house. <laughs> twist, Twister-roo. <laughs> Trying to really articulate what the appeal of Cats is. Turns out it's really hard. Like, cause it's when, very hard. When we, uh, like, when we saw the movie, like, uh, production manager David, like, was texting me. He's like, I'm, I'm looking at my letterbox, and I don't know whether to give it a one or a ten. <laughs> like, it's just, like, like, it just defies rating. It, uh, but, you know, that's just the movie. But I feel like kind of the, the musical is the same way uh, in, in that it kind of defies, like, well, did you like it? You're like, well, um. That's not really the point. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, there are elements that I like. Like, sometimes I'd just be like, man, those are some good dancing. Like, like those dancers. Like, uh, like, and maybe, you know, the, like, McCavity objectively slaps. That was my knee. <laughs> Got slapped. I thought you were talking about, like, some sort of domestic abuse. Like, McCavity actually abuses people by slapping them. Twitter, tell, tell Kave what slaps means. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Oh, it's it's I, a that, bop, it's a banger, and it slaps. That was my really good joke I made while we were watching it, which was um, Carol Kane when she was singing, and then all the younger cats came out and were judging her <laughs> and being like, you're not good at being a young person. Why are you so old? And I was like, Lindsay, that's how that's I feel on, on Twitter. Twitter. And I'm like, no, me too. I, I get canceled by high schoolers every day. I was like, I am in a world that I do not understand. <laughs> no, actually, maybe cats will be like a really good metaphor for like you yeah. know me getting to ascend to... Something better on Twitter as a result of seeing cats. So, um, would you say that your feelings on cats have changed? I'll say this. The movie, it was terrible. But I, I, I would be lying if I didn't say it, like, it stuck with me in a weird way. Because it's such a disaster. It crosses over mm-hmm. into this whole other thing where I'm like, I don't even know what this is anymore. Yeah. It's like you said, it's not about whether it's good or bad. It's a matter of like, this is forever burned into my retinas and in my brains. And there's wrinkles inside of my brain now that like are in the shape of cats. <laughs> like there's James Corden wrinkle. and Honestly. Like- <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, so if, if part of your objective is to make something that's memorable, Right, mm-hmm. 100,000% yep. that movie Success. has succeeded. Success. It is a movie that is unforgettable. Yes. Right? Not in the same way that you would say unforgettable like it's beautiful, but it, it is truly unforgettable. It's possibly unforgivable also. It's unforgivable. I also felt like I was, and I don't say this in terms of being like hyperbolic, but it felt like a nightmare. <laughs> 
I was like in the dark. I'm watching weird cat people. I mean, I, I do kind of <laughs> like. Is this like the reason I keep? I feel drawn to this, like in in the way that I keep going to the cheesecake factory. Like, do you like it? No, not particularly. But it's like Trump's America. It's so garish. I can't look away. So I end up at the cheesecake factory every time I'm near one. <laughs> I also feel like it's this thing that our brains are determined to res- like to wrap around and beat. And get past. Yes. It's like a trauma that we're reliving. <laughs> that we're like, I can't get yeah. through this. I like, think I definitely have some trauma related to cats that yeah. I'm trying to process. So uh, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be it's going to be a process that I'll, I'm going to be working through for a long time. I think we're going to we'll, we're probably going to talk about this musical <laughs> for the duration of this. <laughs> however just, long this podcast goes on. You're just like so anyway. Yeah, we're talking about. Yeah. So Hamilton was good. But how did it compare did you, to cats? Yeah. Did you uh, were there any dancing cockroaches? Oh, right. And in the stage musical, there mm-hmm. was cats dressed up as cockroaches. Well, like the cats. Which seemed, was very different. Yeah. It seems to be that they like, um, they use the trash as props. Right. Um, it's very Inception. It's like, there's yeah. still cats and the cats are dressing up as, it's like costume within a costume. So, um, besides Twister the Musical. Um, I really hope that someone writes that. <laughs> I'm going to write it. I'm, I'm really going to do yeah, it. You should, you should crowdsource it like I did for Awoken. So here's what's going to happen, right? We're going to, I'm inadvertently doing research now mm-hmm. by seeing all these musicals. I'm going to have a clear <laughs> idea of what makes a good musical, what I like and don't like. I'm going to fucking do it. All right. <laughs> don't spit out your drink. <laughs> and it's going to be, you know what it is? I'm going to show it to, I'm going to show all of you people. <laughs> Every musical is just like a Hollywood movie. It's just like, who cares? It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> so when Twister the musical like hits and it's yes. just like, like people are like, wow, did not see this for you. This is the most amazing Twister I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 Scene. <laughs> and the girl comes out yeah. and she's like, it begins with like a really chilling I'm waiting <laughs> in my basement for the Twister <laughs> to pass. <laughs> I'm sure glad I'm safe. Otherwise I'm on my ass. <laughs> how the movie Twister begins. It begins in a song? <laughs> no, it oh. begins in a story cellar. And it's like, it's like baby um, <laughs> Helen Hunt. And they're like, oh, we're safe. And then... She's and then, traumatized by Twisters? And then, her... No, and then her dad... like <laughs> Does he get taken away in the Twister? Well, he like... The, the door starts rattling and he's like, oh no, I can't hold it. And then he like gets sucked out. No. And then like that's, that's her the... Trauma, that's her the trauma. Pro- yeah, and that's why she, she get over. That's why she chases Twisters. Oh my God. This is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really glad we arrived at Twister the Musical by the end of Cats. <laughs> okay, so Cats Musical. <laughs> so yeah, we want to hear from you. <laughs> do we? <laughs> I'm kidding. We of wanna, course we do. We want to. Uh, so what? Um, so we're starting obviously at a ten, arguably a fifteen with Cats. <laughs> Um, the, 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 well, it's certainly the most something, but, um, what else should we cover? Obviously, uh, I'm really looking forward to, um, discussing Phantom of the Opera with you. Uh, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm really worried about Les Mis. Um. I'm really scared of that one. Because mm-hmm. it's three plus hours. Sure is. And it's a, what did you call it? A sing through? Sung through. Sung through. All the way through. I'm not, I don't know, man. All I singing. don't know. I don't know. I'm really so like the top ones I'm worried about is is lame is what is it Chicago I saw the movie Chicago mm-hmm. it was okay yeah I think uh, oh Moulin Rouge I I actually don't know anything about Moulin Rouge I'm scared of that I think one. you're really gonna hate Wicked I think that's gonna be really funny 
But I like the idea of Wicked, though. As like but it a, has all the, like, the, I mean, to me, Wicked is the most cliche musical that is also a huge hit. Because okay. it, like, has a lot of the, like, stares into the, the sun, like, I'm going to chase my dreams. Like, there's, like, 40 of those songs. Ugh. It's just all. Um, people love that shit. People are fucking, they love them some Wicked. You know, I don't know. I think I, I, I expended all of my um, loves bad musical chips on Phantoms. <laughs> we, we, okay, so here's the first bet of the season, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think I will hate the most? Um, of the uh, ones that uh, I have lined up, <clears throat> yeah. uh, I think Phantom. I, okay. think, I think it's gonna be. You think I'll hate Phantom more than Les Mis? Ooh, well, we got Les Mis is gonna be a little a little while from now, but between Phantom and Les Mis, I think you'll hate Les Mis more, but just because it's longer. Okay, and why do you think I'll hate Phantom the most? Other than that, um. Because I think it has all your discomfort triggers. Like, everyone spends the whole musical at a 10. There's just a lot of feelings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you make me sound so callous. <laughs> I fucking hate feelings. <laughs> a lot of people, like... like the Ugh, fa- People? The, Why? <laughs> the Phantom himself is very... Um, but there's a Persian in Phantom, no? Not in the musical. <sighs> Bunch we, of bullshit. We 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 you know, discussed this. I go to Trader this. Joe's and like, they just they have cocktail cucumbers. They're not even Persian cucumbers anymore. I have Persian cucumbers. I know they keep whitewashing us though. Everywhere no, else, they, they sell Persian cucumbers. At they Trader also Joe's. sell them as like mini cucumbers, which makes me really angry. Depending on where you go. Um, <laughs> just like, I just wanted to complain about that yes, for a second. Yeah, we're gonna go through every item at Trader Joe's. Is this Persian authentic this or Persian? not? <laughs> That's the second the spinoff podcast. Is yeah. this Persian? Is this Persian? Or is it Persian enough? Is it Persian enough? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll be interested to see what you think of phantom you might think it's passable you might be like i like that it had a plot i could tell what was going on i feel like anything that we watch after this i'm gonna be like it was fine (laughs) like i don't know what you're talking about there was a story to follow yeah i guess like the phantom as a character is very histrionic so i think that might big word yeah that 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 could go either way okay i'm kind of i'm inclined to think that you you won't be a fan you'll be like what a creep (laughs) (laughs) get away get away from that woman um, that sounds like right. Yeah. Yeah. Please. What was I angry about during Cats? I was. I mean, other than everything. But, um, oh, uh, they were judging the. <laughs> oh right, because it was anti-feminist. Old per. Oh yeah, that's right. Because it was like they the the toilet cover. Everybody was nice to. He's talking about old Deuteronomy. <laughs> Who, in fairness, does absolutely look like a toilet The toilet cover. covers. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, thanks, old toilet cover. You're so, you're so wise and great. And then and Gus they were like Cal- slut shaming fucking yeah. what's her name. So like old lady cat shows up and they hate her. And then Gus, the theater cat, shows up and they're like, oh, look at this oh, old let's man. Help you. Like, wow. So they love old men, but old women get like ostracized because they're old. I was getting really worked up while we were watching. Yeah. It. I was like, really like, like making that. Judy turning old De- Deuteronomy <laughs> into a woman kind of omits that I guess um, it sort of resolves that problem yeah, kind though. Of, that's like, a good that's a good something way I hadn't it. really considered where you're just like yeah this movie is really ageist against women <laughs> it's ageist against women it's racist but, yeah, it's also it's like, like, yeah, ter- yeah I, f- I totally forgot that McCavity looked like that <laughs> oh by the way yeah. and that's the other thing I realized when we watched it from the previous part that I talked about that we talked about the the meditating cat was uh, toilet definitely, cover, definitely toilet cover. Uh, Maca- old. No, not Maca- uh, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. <laughs> it was old Deuteronomy. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go on this journey with you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited too. <laughs> yes, I just, I, I'm probably a little bit less angry than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but I've frankly only seen one musical so far. So. Mm-hmm. And I haven't actually even watched anything in in an actual theater yet. Right. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Right. I'm a little bit. 
excited. I, I just I hope that people find this interesting. I, I don't assume this I mean, is I think, you convinced me that like you thought that people would like be entertained by what I have to say. Well, I'm I think, I, think Twister, I think Twister the musical. Twister the musical. <laughs> I will. If you want to riff on that, I'll do that shit all day. We'll bring that back. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you next time. I'll see you next time. I'll see you at the theater. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye.